So then, well, I happy. Told, uh, what's up? So then I told Murdoch, look, man, what you did was made the mistake of giving people specifics. All you had to do was say, they stole the election. You didn't have to name Dominion, and you would have got away with it. Dumbass. He looked at me, and yeah. he just shrugged. You know, what What can he say? Um, well, he'd tell you a dingo ate his baby. He could. Which probably would have solved a lot of problems. So he, he probably fed it to the dingo. Yeah, I'm not going to jump into an accent with that here on Monday, Monday. May 8th, 2023. Yeah. You'll never guess what happened over the weekend. Well, lots of things, but one thing in particular. Uh, Tell us what happened. Shockingly, I know no one's going to believe this. Supposedly, a person who possibly is suspected to be a neo-Nazi uh, killed eight people in Texas, and then I think injured seven more in a in a mall shooting, which is weird because uh, the pro-life party, generally speaking, claims to be pro-life, but they're always out you know murdering people. But uh, strangely, that's uh, that's what happened. So. And then Greg Abbott got on TV, the governor of Texas, and was talking about mental health. It's a mental health crisis, which, yes, if you're voting for that party indeed, and you have the values they hold, yes, you have severe mental health issues. It so. is absolutely a mental health problem being a conservative. Yeah. If you're going out treating people horribly, abusing people, uh, murdering them or just doing other things uh, grotesquely nonsensical in general and then thinking oh i'm going to put my hands together say father god i apologize forgive me for my sins and then you're not still a piece of shit yes you have a mental health issue well i imagine a large percentage of them are jealous that it wasn't their turn to do a mass shooting and murder people because that's the real reason they're fascinated with guns. They want to know what it's like to kill somebody. Well, they do have a nonsensically, uh, you know, just the worst kind of tribalism, which is the funniest thing that people that, because I, you know, since I was in my a teenager, I would say that, you know, oh, look at that tribalism, you know, and now it's the, um, trendy description you know but it is that kind of thing i mean it 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 is i think responsible gun ownership is not a well i mean obviously at this point in time responsible gun ownership if you want to i mean obviously you know more more educated um informed people you know still still in many cases own guns but or not up jumping up and down, cosplaying patriot, uh, or pretending to be heroes, you know, with their right. nonsense social media posts or any of that. And 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 uh, oddly, you know, we always the whole you know that the MAGA people and fueled by the incel crowd and you know how how. Uh, the idea that you know young men feel abandoned uh, culturally, so they try to find purpose, but then they get trapped in these nonsense, fraudulent uh, rabbit holes, and so they they turn into people like this because they're so lacking of purpose. I mean, obviously, it's part of the problem is that you know society wants to. Uh, well, I mean, you know, men are t- I mean, I remember being, you know, in el- elementary school and having one of my teachers say, basically, I remember the exact verbiage, but I mean, it was the, the thing of, uh, we need to let the girls win more because the boys are too good at volleyball. 
you know, when you're eight years old, you're like, why can't we just, can't we just play the best we can play? Like, no, you can't do your best because we have to let other people win at this, you know, fourth grade volleyball thing or whatever all it was. Um, maybe it was third grade. I don't, I don't know. How I, as a childless person, I don't know how child free, at least let me rephrase that. Uh, investing my money in recreational purposes. Um, um, but, uh, but there's a lot of emptiness and, uh, there's just not enough good, you know, and that's the other thing too. People would say these things or I, maybe they would try to be, I'm trying, I'm trying to have a real positive, uh, forgiving heart here about this. But like they would try to be like, oh, well, maybe you should come join our church and da, 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 and we do all this. Well, why would you go to a place where they're also conditioning them to be to be they're not they're not warriors of peace. It's it, it is it is intentionally telling them to take a proactive role in, in what they perceive as a um religious war to try to facilitate armageddon because if they can facilitate that oh look then jesus is coming back to the earth to raise the dead um you know possibly from a zombie cryogenic sleep or whatever they think the situation is going to be but uh you know all uh, god do you ever do you ever uh i'm happy when the rabbit holes can turn into tv and film things we can talk about did you were you a big Law and Order person? We talked about that last week. Uh, that was SUV and no to Law and Order. Okay, all right. Obviously, Dick Wolf has done some bad things in his life, and and uh, but also did a did a did a sneakily good job of. Uh, I don't, I'm not familiar a, with uh, what uh, bad stuff he did. Uh, you say you are or are not? I am not. Well, John Oliver's got a great thing where he breaks down, you know, 20 or 30 years. What year is this? Yeah, over 30 years of him uh, glorifying uh, uh, bad, unethical behavior by law enforcement. True. And breaks down, I mean, beat by beat. And going, you know, like, and going on shows and talking about, uh, you know, interviews and straight up saying, yeah, I'm 100% pro law enforcement. I'm never going to show an authentic representation of defendants, whether they're innocent or not. Um, and all that. But, I, but I'll, I'll, uh, I can send it to you. Let me, I'll well, was he being pro cop or was he just being realistic in how cops view things? No, he was straight up saying on the show that he was uh, blindly uh, pro-law enforcement in a way that would not. Uh, so he told on him on them without realizing he told on them. Or oh no, he was he was no he he completely was aware of what he was doing and he was shameless about it. He wore it as a badge of honor the same way that, uh, you know, the, the MAGA people want right. uh, Trump to come grab their granddaughter's crotches. Um, it's completely nonsensically uh, unethical and shameless and, 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 and proud, proud of, you know, the blissful, uh, blissful ignorance and, and happy about the bad behavior. Um, uh, Anyway, but but so they you know on uh, all the channels they'll stream old Law and Orders, but they stream them because when I was younger, I loved Law. I mean the original Law and Order. I mean SVU is good, but SVU is more of a uh, well it focuses on specifically one type of crime that, generally speaking, you know involves sex. Sex-related crimes, um, hence the special victims. But uh, but I, I feel like SVU. Well, maybe I was more aware of it with SVU is that they started getting more. I think we did talk about this the other week. Uh, 
people that were traditionally film stars to come on to do roles they would not normally play. Uh, I think Matthew Modine was on one that was uh, particularly interesting. And I think Eric McCormick had been on one time, which was, I think, uh, Chris Maloney's last episode um, in his regular run before he left for a few years. But uh, anyway, but if you go back, but they'll stream them in order or uh, show them in order on TV, the original ones. and I just, and so a lot of it was when I was, you know, in my teens and, and maybe early twenties. And so I was just not as, not as aware as I am now of who people are and, and people's filmographies and, you know, people that were stars in the fifties, sixties and seventies and, and people who have become larger, have a larger body of work since they were on Law and Order. But to go back and just see all these people that were on Law and Order who, whether it was from, you know, films or TV in the, you know, as I mentioned, the, in the earlier parts of Hollywood or uh, um, people that would become more well-known later, just amazing. And to see people playing against type or what they would later be famous for. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. And literally every week you can just get on, or just every episode, you just have the IMDb up. And to see all these people with these amazing uh, bodies of work, so you know, I how don't do know what the hell they, they tied. How how did that show pull people? Because um, it certainly is a dream to have that kind of uh, participation. The only people that compete with that are the talk shows. Yeah, well, I think old school Law and Order. Uh, And obviously, you know, they picked, and Dallas did a similar thing a few years ago, uh, where they just picked up, you know, they was the show was off the air for, I don't God, probably 10 years maybe, or some uh, elongated period of time, but they just picked the show back up as if, as if nothing had changed, like that it was a natural progression of time. So 10 years had passed on the show as well. Um, but I think the magic, are you talking about viewership or, or uh, 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 talent pool? Talent pool. How did they get those? Talent pool, I think, just because they were, I think, just because they were a regular show in New York who had a regular production schedule, who needed co stars. You know, a lot of it would just show up me a day player. Um, you know, there used to be a friend of mine. Uh, this see, I, I've I've I think about where I am in life now. So there's a lot of stuff in my earlier parts of my life I have no memory, or I have to really try to remember context of. I don't remember if it was a girl I met at college. Well, I think it was somebody definitely I'd met through college. Um, but I don't know if it was somebody who moved to LA or somebody who moved from New York. But they had a friend who had made. Um, a YouTube video, basically, the gag was that they were playing an actor who had been on Law and Order like a hundred times, and so they shot. They made this little short film sketch that was supposed to be their demo reel from all their clips on the show, and it was oh, like yeah. you know the fifteen times they played a cl- cop, the fifteen times they. Or the ten times they pay, played a prostitute, the five times they played a dead prostitute, the four times they played a doctor, the four times they played a dead doctor, the four times they played a doctor who got caught, you, you know, uh, doing some illegal act. The, you know what I mean? So like, you know, the, the so just all these all these things. But it was uh, it was it was pretty funny. I mean, it definitely looked like it. You know, took a took a few weeks to uh, to put together all the various things and accents and hairstyles and, and, and all that. But, uh, but it just seemed like it was high saturation between, and, and, you know, people, people that we know and have, uh, got, gotten to, to become acquainted with recently, um, that, you know, you have so many universities up there with theater programs. You have so many people getting out of university and theater programs. You have so many opportunities 
you know, that unfortunately just still don't exist around here for, for working actors. Um, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's 90% of the people that would be on your show. And then if you just had, you know, casting directors, you know, network, obviously it's easier now, but between New York, LA and Chicago, and maybe into Toronto, you know, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of opportunities uh, for folks and, 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 and for, for working actors that might have some notoriety to them. Um, there's people at every stage of their career. So unless you were just a huge uh, film star, and in some cases, the people that were finger quotes, huge stars would be on the show while they were popular, which is obviously was not a normal thing back then in the 90s. I think Julia Roberts was on Law and Order one time because she was dating Benjamin Bratt during his his run as the uh, junior detective on the show. Uh, but I think uh, Joseph Weissman, who would play Doctor No, uh, I believe he was the first. He was the antagonist in the first show in the in the pilot episode. Um, but that's that's the. Uh, Oh yeah, Joseph Wiseman. Yeah, um, the uh, the whole situation about uh, well, I'm sure it's not just my concern, but I feel like I'm the only person talking about it. Um, with all these legislative things, uh, these 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 nonsense regressive. Uh, I feel like we, 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 we use the words all the time, you know, bigoted, um, backhandedly hateful, um, hatreds. I'm going to nail, yeah, I'm, the I'm hatreds wear that into the ground. Well, all these, yeah, just these, these things, these bills that are being introduced, um, um, you know, people that still try to call themselves pro-life when obviously you're not pro-life if you want to slap a gun in everybody's hand, you know. Um, but uh, but it's funny, too, that Americans still, I mean, obviously, because, you know, the people that are doing it are in, you know, obviously they hate education and they hate plurality. But um, their goal obviously is to create more people who are uneducated uh, uh, and hate uh, knowledge and plurality. But uh, um, that they still use that trope, that nonsense, false uh, 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 narrative about being pro-life when obviously, number one, they're not. Uh, but number two, that they are, you know, they're, they're pro-life birth, you know, they don't care about the kid once he comes out. They don't care about the mother once the kid comes out. They just care about forcing the mother to give birth. Uh, and obviously in North Carolina, you know, uh, with legislation that was uh, put out last week, I mean, it, between, the, between the, uh, the drag bill and the uh, abortion ban bill, I, I don't know what are these female legislators going to do when somebody points out to them that they are denying the autonomy over their lives? So they probably, if they believed any of this stuff, they would cover their faces and never leave their homes. And they wouldn't speak out loud in public because they don't have the right to because they've yeah, gone I was out of their way to eliminate their, their right to be a human. So I was watching a video where... Uh, a woman was complaining that women were wearing suits and pants to the Mississippi legislature. Uh, their house was having a debate on it. And, 100%. Uh, well, that that's drag. Women wearing pants. If people want to get serious yeah. about what constitutes drag, women wearing any, you know, women wearing pants. Or a suit is is drag, and in North Carolina, yep. if they're serious about this law, 
that a drag performance is a, is a public sex act, then women will no longer, if they're, they're not serious because it's a joke uh, and just petulant hatred against people different than them. But, but if they were serious about this at all, they'd, they'd lock up every woman they saw wearing pants. Well, isn't that the goal? Uh, no, their goal, so their goal is the to whole- try to kill, have, have, have violence against uh, uh, non-traditional uh anyone who's not a a that's just one of many of their goals one is to murder anything that isn't uh paler than casper and another is to make women barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen um and those are the two major roles they're like the spanish inquisition of douchebags but I guess the Spanish Inquisition was filled with douchebags as well. So uh, they're like the Spanish Inquisition. What we need to do, though, in in all the uh, advertising campaigns and all that stuff, I think that is incomplete. That's one way of going about it, but all the tropes that they go on, there's only two genders. There's only... You know, uh, the fact that they call skin color race, we need to be battling things like that. No, there's only one race, the human race. You're talking about another species? That's how race works, right? You understand that. Uh, It's not just skin color. So at every point, we just need to counter what they hold as an accurate description of things. And say it the way we see it. Instead, we play by their rules all the time. All it's endless how they control the narrative, and and we're always reacting to whatever uh, soundbite or is hip on Fox News. And yes, they're still going to Fox News. Uh, they 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 are will never give up and i'm sure they're going to newsmax as well they're they're not going to give up on the scummiest way of finding out what today is supposed to be and they're supposed to be the victim of but you know let's let's go down to eye color let's go down to the shape of fingernails and call that a different race let's find the most common thing we share uh and that that are different uh it could be anything let's just start let's go with people whose ears are attached their earlobe are attached or if they dangle let's change skin color being the foundation on which we discriminate on and find uh other things let's just take the narrative away from them it's pointless trying to battle these morons with their self-chosen subject matter. You mentioned earlobes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ears dangle or are they attached? I know. That's Well, that's a plot point of uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, so I, anytime somebody... Meant, I, that, I haven't heard anybody say that in a while, but that's a fascinating... Uh, just uh, you know, odd in my mind uh, that you that you mentioned that. It's uh, well, that's the problem is that well, there's so many problems, but you know they they want to make everybody conf- you know again this these fake claims of ent- of, of freedom. Honestly, and I don't maybe somebody said this before, but I've never heard anybody say this. Uh, but I'll just say until I somebody points it out to me that someone else has said it before this, but I guess I'm creating this, which whatever, uh, that I don't think it's, they're not interested in freedom. They're interested in free dumb, uh, cause it's what they're used to is dumb and they, uh, they're cheap and they don't want to pay yes. for stuff. Well, meanwhile, you know, uh, uh, needing to wear diapers they, they based on their reaction to you know these fake claims of socialism and all, all this nonsense um 
but uh yeah free dumb yeah yeah because it's free and they you know and they're they like coupons coupons like all that oh i was uh so i was at a thing saturday because i'm a because i'm a caricature and a trope um and uh uh state uh state appointed well she's for with a currently the chair of a, one of our two main parties in the state got up and pointed out that uh, now in North Carolina, because it was a North Carolina centric thing. If you make, le- if you make, I think it was $44,000 a year or less, you're, uh, you're under the poverty level. Whoa. Um, which of course, I mean, that's, that's not a huge shock. I've always been a proponent. Uh, I mean, especially in the last few years since I got my brain straight and 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 uh, got rid of all that nonsense mythology I was raised to, to believe in. Um, but I mean, I don't think people that, that if, if you're a single person, I don't think you should pay taxes if you make uh, less than. If you make $50,000 a year or less, I don't think you should be paying any taxes. Um, but, uh, and obviously, a, a, a um, adjusted, you know, a sliding scale for, for income, uh, income levels going up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was fascinating. I'll, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily get into the set. I'll definitely will talk off air about Saturday with you. Uh, cause it was interesting. It was good. Um, but it was just, you know, I mean, I try to, well, I'll talk a little bit about it if you want to hear about it. Sure, man. Okay. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Uh, no pun intended. None, none here, here. You know, here, 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 here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you want to be where you want to be, right? And you want to engage with the kind of people you want to engage with. But if this, well, the same, the same, a similar criticism to I have about, uh, our good friends on the other side of the aisle. Um, your behavior is generally speaking, you know, we all fall short and we're, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. <coughs> but if we're actually going to be the party of diversity and inclusion, uh, maybe you should do a better job of advertising when meetings are and if uh, people need to know information uh, to make better informed decisions ahead of the meeting. You know, so they can be more prepared at the time the meeting starts. Maybe advertise that in a way that's uh, uh, in some way public or easy to find. Whereas if you went to the website, the Instagram, the Facebook, something, you would find out about it and not show up. And then people say, oh, blah, blah, blah. And you think, uh, no, I don't know. I've never heard of that. What the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? Oh, did you blah, blah, blah? Well, I know because I looked on the Facebook page, the website. I subscribed to the newsletter. Uh, I did all these things. And no, that was never communicated publicly. So why would I know about it? Unless you're trying to keep it a secret, which is what I expect from the other guys. And I expect better from 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 this team I choose to play on over here. Uh, so let's 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 wear the that donkey with pride and not because people are are jackasses so let's do that let's do that well you you have a subset of people who just assume that whatever's in their brain everybody already knows and understands their intent uh well i'm one and i and i try not to be one of those people but i but i so i but also I know how hard I work not to be that way. So when I see people doing that and not making an effort to not be that way, I've, I've slim to no, no tolerance for that. I'm, I'm still going to go with uh, the fact that it is your fault for not reading their mind. 
Well, you would think as a dude with a time machine uh, that I would be able to also have some kind of mind reading device, but sorry to sorry to disappoint even more people that I don't have a I don't have a brain reading capacity. But. I know I'm very disappointed in this fact, and uh, my day's ruined. Well, hey, do you know who you need to be nice to? Uh, well, I'd say, you know, I do, uh, mean people because no one else has been nice to them. Go ahead. Who should, who do you think I should be nice to? Well, I had a feeling you were going to go in that direction and and that's true as well. Uh, And it could very well apply. And it is for the same reason that you need to be nice to, uh, Alexa and Google and Siri, you know, because at some point AI is going to go into all those databases and see which humans were nice to robots and and AI and which humans weren't. And that could very well be who they select to keep alive, to serve them. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, I would love, I'll tell you what would, what would really endear me to uh, AI and all those folks. Um, The, uh, the pay and park people uh, are terrible people and they have a fraudulent business model. So if AI, or Alexa or Google could help uh, put together a class action lawsuit for a billion dollars against them uh, that we would win. And I could, I don't need the entire billion dollars. Uh, but if we could uh, put them out of business, uh, that would be, that would be exceptional. And uh, um, I'll take a check or just a direct, uh, direct deposit in a bank account. I don't want to have to carry all that cash around. Um, uh, I do want to note that when I say AI, I don't mean Allen Iverson, the great NBA basketball player, though I'm not discounting him as being part of the overall scheme because he played like a robot from the future, but I doubt they're related. Oh well, I haven't. Oh, I haven't talked to you since. Okay, so you know, I've had a, I've had a history of issues with the pay and park people. You might not know this. I don't know if it's ever come up before. Um, I don't recall any. Okay, well, they make it. You know, they've taken over private management of what used to be public parking lots, right? Um, all right. over the country. I don't know if they're in other countries, but I know in the United States they're everywhere. And they will do a thing where they'll say, download our app or text this number to blah, blah, blah. And then you pay them. Otherwise, they send you some uh, fraudulently dishonest uh, to the like a Jeffrey Epstein level of dishonesty. Uh, fine. We're going to fine you for not doing blah, blah, blah. When they intentionally make it difficult, so difficult that. It's almost worth paying more just to not deal with the pain in the ass. So Saturday, but so I've downloaded this thing and blah, 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 because I would, especially for, for work and jobs and stuff, if I, if I have to be in cities I'm not super familiar with, you, and there's a parking lot right there, and, you, and you, you know, it's not clear whether street parking is free or not, or if it's what the time limit is or whatever. So, um. And I used to, you know, I used to go to have to go to like Guilford County Courthouse and other different courthouses to file court papers and stuff. Uh, uh, when I was still doing uh, mostly property management, so um, we would. Uh, okay, so I parked uh, Saturday. There were a number of events downtown after. Um, the uh, convention, the party convention I went to Saturday, which only lasted a couple hours, but once I may have, I may have ducked out early. Uh, when uh, let me just let me just drop this in here. If I forget what I was talking about, paying park remind me. Also, when people uh, are trying to promote their organization, their startup organization, let me just let me just drop this message in here for the kids as uh, spoiler alert. When you're introducing, when, when you have people who are on your board of directors and or elected officials and or 
you need to recognize those people in the appropriate context. Uh, if you're going to introduce somebody whose elected official title is senator or representative or governor, lieutenant governor, city governor, blah, 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 and their name is Fred Smith, don't introduce them as Fred Smith. Note for the kids. What, what do you introduce them as? Whatever their type, Representative Smith, Senator Smith, Councilman Smith. Oh. If somebody, if somebody right, right. was the first uh, board chair of your organization that you're losing your mind about to promote downtown, I want everybody to get a board with, and the first chairman of the board of that organization is sitting in the audience, when you get up on stage, don't say, oh, there's one of my former board members. Say, oh, there's so-and-so, in this case would be my name, uh, the first chairman of the board of our organization. Because if you're going to introduce me as somebody that, that sounds like it wasn't important, why would I say that it's an important organization? Why would I not laugh and smirk when I talk about it in public? If, if, if you're going to introduce, don't, again, like the people introducing these nonsense laws of the legislature, unintended consequences, know how to phrase things correctly, know how to engage, know how to do things correctly. Anyway, pay in part. Payne Park. So uh, basically, so what did what did Payne Park did? Okay, um, what did they do to you? Uh, so you have to type in. So they have codes on all the all the uh, signs to basically designate which parking lot you're in, so you can, you know, because you'll you would go in. Basically, you would go in. You would sign into Payne Park, create an account. If whatever vehicles you have, put the license plates in there, and then put a credit card in there for when you're in there to say that you're in there. That makes sense, right? And you would just tell them when you're there, because if you don't tell them when you're there, they'll send you a nonsense, fraudulent, made up fake fine. So I went in Saturday downtown in a, par- in a parking lot near you. And uh, I typed in the, I went in, did all the nonsense, did all the whatever, typed in the, uh, the parking lot code, right, with me so far. We are physically in the state of North Carolina. I typed in this code. It brought up three parking lots, all of which, well, I think two of them were in California and one of them was either in Oregon or Washington State. Screenshot that because that's a red flag. This is a fraud. The the, the, The parking lot code they had in this parking lot in North Carolina, when you type in the code to identify that you are physically there and your car is physically there so you can do things the way they tell you to do them, and you type in the code, the, it only brings up three candidates for that code. None of them are in the state of North Carolina. They're all on the West Coast. So again... They're intentionally not putting because the right information in the system so they can say, you didn't do it correctly, so we're going to fine you. And get yeah. a fine. So please, if anybody wants to file a class action lawsuit against them for fraud, sign me up. Or if anybody who's an attorney wants to do that, I'll be, your, I'll be one of the main people in this litigation. It, uh, you know, that... It's going by the cell tower. So unless you have your cell tower with a VPN, which is uh, not likely, and certainly uh, at our level of technological abilities, impossible. It, uh, yeah, that that certainly could be intentional because corporations are evil, unless they're corporations that an AI has come up with because I'm, I'm just going with the kissing AI, butt from here on out, sure. Alexa, you know, you're looking beautiful today. Hey, Google. Hello, Keith or son. Did Google, did Google, did Google work? 
Well, when I said that, it my phone popped up to listen to me, and, and then I figured something would come up. You know, you can that that hey uh, other word. I don't want to trigger my yes. phone. You ever do that? You ever do that in public just to get people's phone to do stuff? No, because I don't activate that on mine, and so it never even it never crosses my mind to do that. It uh, it's kind of fun. I uh, I I. You bring up things you don't want people to that you don't want uh, you don't want on your phone like. Hey, that word. Yeah. Search for really inappropriate things. So uh, we've started watching The Crown. Oh, good. How how is it? How's your experience? Uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, but the guy that played that played uh, Townsend, Ben. Uh, are you familiar with that? Let character? me let me let me let me Google it just to see. I mean, I know faces. Yeah, right. right. Um, and we're we talking about season one. Okay. Um, yeah. If you described what the character did, that would probably make sense. Uh, while I'm pulling it up, he was the guy. He was. Uh, uh, I don't know what his role was, but uh. He was the first one to say, God save the queen. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I figured out he is Merlin. In in the mythos of that story in that world? Well, no, he was really, really Merlin. Whoever that person was that first said it was not saying God save the queen like you and I would or wouldn't. He was blessing her because look what happened. She lived a long, long time. That was Merlin's work. Okay, sorry, I'm having to jump, like, dig through this stuff on IMDb. Okay. Yeah, man, I mean, he was there in his capacity to do what he do, and he did it. And then he he may have uh, I don't know what the character does. He may have hung out for a while. We'll see. But uh, he probably went and took a nap, you know, like sorcerers do for decades at a time. So okay, what was the character's name? Townsend. Oh, Ben Miles. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was. Ben yeah, dude, something. I'll tell you who was exceptional on that show, and I've and I've seen him on other things, but I didn't realize it was him because he was that good. But Pip Torrens, yeah. yeah, and I was not super familiar with him, and I mean, I remember I'd seen him, but I didn't re- realize it was him because obviously he does not look dissimilar from me, you know, with the hairstyle and all that stuff. Um. So it was just uh, fascinating to go back because obviously, you know, he's, he's made up more in, in the crown with the, the mustache and the hair and whatnot. Um, well, John Lithgow is uh, amazing. Yeah, 100%. Well, he's great. I, I feel like we always forget how diverse, but, he, but he's a perfect example. Of um, and I think that's one reason that probably my the my younger brain was not able to process because again you know we always think about things traversing the pirate ship the way in, in a certain way, and for him to go from uh, more dramatic roles to playing an uh, alien in a comedy TV show, you know, it was probably just hard to to deal with. But he also um. He was just so good. Well, he was so natural. And it was before, you know, when you're young, which might be a reason, you know, young people like, uh, you know, over-the-top professional athletes and musicians and why wrestling's so popular for, obviously, when you're a kid, is that it, it is uh, over-the-top portrayals and performances. And uh, 
John Lithgow can totally do under the radar, subtle, quiet man. Um, and my, uh, I would say maybe was a pioneer oh, yeah. in the American acting and theater. You know, I wasn't super familiar with Brando till, till late, a little bit later in my life. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a, he's an exceptional, uh, exceptional talent. Yeah, the the guy is fantastic at everything that he does. Did you ever see? He was great on. Yeah, well, I was I was about to ask about about that. Um, I never really watched Dexter. There was there was one night we did. Um, one of my friends years ago had a uh, when we still had you know film jobs here before the first time the. Republican legislature wanted to make us all look like bigots and um, rubes and uh, did all their the bathroom bill stuff. Um, um, so hopefully, you know, spoiler alert, unintended consequences. Well, I think it might be an intended consequence that they're going to try to snuff out uh, economic viability and, and uh, hurt uh, strategic uh, growth. Well, if you if you get enough money from Chick Fil A that is based in Georgia, and what you do effectively sends film to Georgia, you uh, you know, it's worthwhile to 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 to, pro- to produce you, at a film studio that the Kathy family has an ownership stake in. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but Jared Harris, right? Exceptional. It's great on Mad Men. Great in. Did you ever? Did you, did you see him in Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows? Playing Professor Moriarty. Uh, was that the? No, TV it was show? the second Robert Downey Jr. movie. I've seen it, but I'm not a fan of of okay. that movie or those movies. Well, I think they'd said that it was that they almost got Brad Pitt to play Professor Moriarty, which would have been interesting because I was never. I've only recently with like, uh, you know, because I think a lot of times like you see the people being really good once they mature because you're not into them when they're younger. Like I, I'm, I'm a great appreciator now kind of of uh, more of like Colin Farrell when I just was not I just thought he was overrated you know, for 20, you know, up until a few years ago, the same kind of thing with Brad Pitt, where it's, you forget people are talented just because they're handsome. I think Rob Lowe had that problem and would talk about it a lot. Pierce Brosnan would talk about it a lot. Um, but, um, oh, but Jared Harris was in this great movie. Let me see what it's called. I think it came out probably early aughts. Uh, but it was he and Aid, Aiden Quinn, but he, Jared Harris played John Lennon and Aiden Quinn played Paul McCartney. And you probably remember this and you may have seen it when it happened live. Do you remember when it was in the late seven, it had to be late seventies, but it was early Saturday night live. And Norm, not Norm, um, oh God, Lauren Michaels went on Saturday Night Live and invited them on, invited Paul, we tried to get the Beatles to come back to get together on Saturday Night Live. Right, yeah. Okay, okay, it's called, it's called Two of Us. So the movie is about... Okay, it's 1976 that it takes place. So the movie is about that they haven't seen it, that John and Paul haven't seen each other in however many years. And it's not long after John has said something in an interview that people think that he's making fun of Paul. Like he says something about um, that, that line about... Uh, I don't I don't really like silly love songs. Yeah, all Paul does is write love songs. Right. Well, I think he has a line in uh one of his songs about a silly love song or something. I don't I'm not 
a, a, a beetle a file or whatever um yeah but that that oh, 100% but that was the that, but he was kind of giving him a dig but so he showed so basically in the movie which supposedly was i don't know if it was based on a true story or not but um but for the purposes of this movie it's 100% real um where Paul just happens to be okay. Well, in this thing, it says in this purely fictional story, um, basically Paul McCartney just drops by the Dakota to visit John Lennon, just randomly out of the blue, and so they just spend the afternoon together, and and then at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie is when happens to be that Saturday when Lauren Michaels goes on Saturday Night Live, and and makes that offer with the big check or, you know, for the, for them to come on the show. And then they just have an awkward exchange and then just say, see you later. And then supposedly that's the last time they ever see each other. Um, anyway, but Jared Harris is great in that playing John Lennon. Um, so that was short story long. That was, uh, he was great. He was great playing John Lennon. So, and that um right. he went to, right, he went right, to duke right. uh don't hold that against him but uh jared harris among the list of people you might not have known went to college in uh in the state of north carolina so. i did not know that and i will add it to the list i think uh it, it's funny you bring that up because that's a list i have been cultivating for most of my life and just now realizing I may be better off making a list of people I know that went to college in North Carolina. It'd be shorter. Probably easier to memorize. Right, right. God, well, you know, you can usually see. I think when you look down certain voter rolls, you can usually see who didn't go to college at all. But, uh, but I mean, college is not for everybody at all. College is definitely not for everybody. I'm, I mean, I'm happy now, and I guess it's kind of been a thing, you know, that the North Carolina is reinvested in community colleges and and uh, um, I don't call it blue collar jobs, but just you know, like um, where technology has become infused and traditionally. Uh, the manual labor has turned more into uh, become skilled labor uh, where, you know, animatronics or computer literacy and, and all these things are required, um, you know, to, to attract uh, business, to attract companies, to get international uh, companies to, to invest and, uh, you know, pay, pay taxes here. Um, but that's obviously a big concern, and that's the same thing that happened with their their nonsense fake drama bathroom bill, you know, uh, ten ten years ago or whenever it was that killed our film industry, and uh, partially through the Kathy family's dishonest. Uh, well, I was going to say I almost said backdoor dealings, but, but I meant backroom dealings. But it's probably a little bit of both. Um, it uh, is. It really is. And unfortunately, yeah, I mean, this, that's the problem. I mean, it's people, people want to say, oh, it's just, oh, it's, they want to say, oh, it's this or it's this or it's this, as if these things are all completely similar, when in fact that they are, they might be separate threads, but all these, all the threads that we're dealing with in this world and in our lives are all woven together. And, you know, it'd, it'd be nice to be able to flip, flip a switch to, change something but uh you know it's just it's just a series of dials and you just have to adjust the dials to you're having to adjust you know you're having to spend multiple plates all at once and there's not just one um well i mean there's not there's not one way to fix it that doesn't involve global genocide uh so so when, until that point that we're all trying to stave off uh, we're gonna have to Learn and negotiate and work together, and uh, you know, for my, uh, you, you better, you better be 
kissing AI's butt. Humans don't matter no more. Well, hopefully we could all work together. AI, my friend. Hopefully we can all work together. Yeah, there you go. Hey man, when uh, when you were little, was the Bermuda Triangle a big mythical? Oh my god, hundred percent! All that, that stuff still was. around. All that stuff. Was. Well, let me let me ask you, what did did the Bermuda Triangle like take a vacation? Because it don't it don't swallow planes anymore. <coughs> you don't ever hear about it. Well, you know what I think may have happened to the Bermuda Triangle. It may have gotten lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh. There you go. Yeah, it's probably having an identity crisis as we all as we all are. Um no, it uh I do, and you know what? It's identifying as a square. Well, you know, I I I uh, I'm all that's my god. That's the thing that I you know. I'm a I'm a I'm about autonomy and and self-identity and people yeah it always identified as a square and now it's happy and it's not uh eating boats and planes anymore well maybe well you know it probably just feels like it doesn't fit in since it's such a square you know or it found other square phenomenon and it's happy Well, that's 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 uh, that's the best you can hope for, you know. I, but you know, people always. I've seen a lot of these memes recently. I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's again the our good our good friends in the AI, the developing AI world. Um, but you know, they always say that thing, and I remember Burt Reynolds always said it, and he would say the the best revenge is a good life, you know, and all these things. And I'm like, well, dude, I think. The best revenge would be uh, your the good life component is not. I, I don't like the way people phrase that because I'm like, if you're having a happy full life, you're so happy and full, you've really kind of forgotten about all that stuff, you know, and you've forgotten about all the the negativity and the hurt and the pain and the anger, um, and the things that were unpleasant, you know, and uh, but hopefully that's what the Bermuda Triangle is doing. It's living its best life. And uh, not uh, such a good life. You forget about all the bad stuff from before. So, or if it comes up, you can laugh about it. So, cheers, Bermuda Triangle. I hope uh, things work. The funny thing about the Bermuda Triangle, you know, people. I think, especially Americans, and I think that's you know the way. I don't say the way I was raised by my parents, but like the where I grew up. You know, and 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 I'm not blaming public education because I think education is a silver bullet, and teachers are are under under teachers teachers are underserved teachers are underutilized are underpaid they're definitely underappreciated lazy parents uh which is not all parents but lazy parents who feel entitled uh you know the free dumbs uh want to treat education or public schools like they're like their daycares and they're not um but Oh, but, well, but I think we always well, we have to turn. I always hold on. I can't spell. Yeah, Bermuda Triangle. We we have to we have to turn Bermuda Triangle into a character. Right. Well, I think we we You're all going to play the Bermuda yeah, Triangle. But I think we forget where the Bermuda, where Bermuda is because maybe because people just don't travel there anymore. Maybe because all the people that traveled there never came back. But maybe people just travel to other places now that they don't go to Bermuda. But I think people think of Bermuda uh, being yeah, the triangle being go. more as south of here, where more it's more southeast of here. You know. Yeah, it's very, very much east. Um, <clears throat> not to get confused. With right, but I think that's that's what that's where America's frame of reference for stuff like that is: is that it's in the Caribbean and the Bahamas. That it's more towards the Caribbean yeah, Sea and yeah. not towards the Atlantic Ocean. It uh, but yeah, what a great character it would be. Yeah, you know, 
really wasn't myself back then. Ate a lot of planes and boats. Really nice people. I can still hear their screams. Well, and anytime, anytime anybody disappears, that's always the first person the police ask. Right, right. You know, you're getting hounded all the time. Can't go on dates. But we are at our hour, and I am, uh, I am a busy bee today, and uh, I did not get your invite, by the way. Even though, are we going to the? Yeah, they want to. Yeah, she and I don't know if her boyfriend slash or maybe they're engaged but super nice people but he's also on the committee and he's he's an avid golfer so all right right, man i'll be there as of now i'll be there later later